0: chaotic shop. Book all things in the world of cinema. Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Recorder, joined by my illustrious co-host, Joppy Paton, because he still hasn't watched Puss in Boots.
1: And if you haven't already shut off the podcast after that intro, (laughs) hello.
0: And welcome back. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, I never know how I'm going to go into these intros. And today was a song. Yeah. I just had a song in my heart that needed to be sung and that was it. Uh, (laughs) I got it. I got it out of my system. I think it's because... I got to hear you guys sing at church this week. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you I did. just I've just had a song I evening. didn't sing. I didn't sing at all. No. You were you were you were I tickling them ivory. Keysing it up. Yep, keysing it up. What have you been doing? Uh I've been I've been busy. You, it's I know been you said you very had a busy week. week. You didn't watch anything this week. <laughs> I didn't. Um Thankfully I carried a little bit this week. Not not a yeah. ton. Because I beat Jedi Survivor. Yeah. And now I just picked up Diablo four. So now it's about to be Diablo four IV. time. I've also been playing a little Game Pass gym. Yep. The planet of Lana. It's a side scroller kind of yeah. uh, adventure game. A lot of fun. Okay, zen. Um,
1: but no, I've been um, busy. Like I said, uh, it, there really wasn't much that happened. It was just the time that I had spent probably watching a movie. I tried playing Jedi Survivor, which is good. That's what I did last yeah. the last week. Yeah. So I hearing you. I just watched a bird crap,
0: and it was. You ever been pooped
1: on? No, never. Caitlin has and. It's very traumatizing for her. Uh, Anyways, um, yeah, I I uh, try to play as much Survivor as I can, and as we were talking before the pod, um, yeah, I've been I've been stuck, and
0: you know, there's no in Lower the difficulty. You're almost thirty. Yeah, you just kind of you got to lower those difficulties sometimes. Oh, definitely. There's no no pride. That that. used to unless you're wanting to play like uh, Elden Ring or something. you just get punished. You get good, you know? Yeah. Most games realize that there's, you know, Star Wars fans are old, too, and they need some ass- assist.
1: So you're playing it, Let's be honest. If you're playing a Star Wars game, you're not playing it for the combat. You're playing it for the story overall. Uh-huh. I'm sitting here. In my it's, like 60, it's like 60. It's like 60 40 for the for the story.
0: Yeah. I'm about half and half. I like a good challenge. It yeah. makes a game worthwhile. However, I did have three different boss fights. I had to drop the difficulty yeah. down. I, I give it I have like a rule of thumb. If it's like five, I'm on five or six goes, which is typically around thirty minutes to an mm-hmm. hour. It's time for me to yeah, drop I, the difficulty. I, I was there. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, I'm just wasting time burning I'm getting mad. Yep. I don't like to get mad when I game now. So you know that's good.
1: That's not good for your no it's not good gonna for, for your heavy, blood pressure.
0: When Crash Bandicoot four came out a year, two years ago or whatever. Yep. I played the final there's this final save point. I played it for three and a half hours straight and there's no difficulty drop on there. Three and a half hours. And I was punching my, literally. Abby's up there. I was like smacking myself in the face every time I lost. I was like, Chuck, "You need to stop playing this year." And I still haven't beaten it. I can't beat that final level. And there's no like YouTube. To, I know what I need to do. I just can't get it. Yeah, I've changed sensitivities. I've tried. I just can't get it. It's like the I'm not quick enough anymore. So that's why I, Cuphead. I'm stuck in Cuphead all these years later too. Oh yeah, I'm in the third world and can't get past the circus world. So I
1: struggle with Celeste sometimes.
0: I've never been. In, I've never been good at games oh, like Celeste that. Celeste was great. But you can also change the difficulty in that game. If you didn't know. Yeah, dead cells also great. Can't change the difficulty. Great game. Anyway, so yeah, little. My, my, hey, hey. I tasked you with working on some artwork for some other pods. Yeah, I think the next one's actually gonna end up being mostly gaming. I've been teasing out there and got some co-host I think in the works. Okay, mostly gaming Open might be coming. Yep. Wow, right here. Wow, we're gonna come record right here. Not here. Yep, not in my backyard. Yep, right in the backyard. JP doesn't have to talk. He's gonna sit here and mix live. I could do that. Yeah. So all you, anyway.
1: All you would have to do is record the audio and send it to me. That's all you'd have on to do. On what?
0: Until I buy the other thing, we still have this.
1: Exactly. I'm tethered you to you. You have to buy it.
0: But anyway. Uh, so you've been playing Jedi Survivor. Yeah. Uh, and doing a lot of work stuff. Yeah. I am on vacation as of Saturday, but today's Monday. So I technically <laughs> I count today as my first day of vacation. Yeah. I did a daddy-daughter date day today. We that's, went to... Yeah, we went to Walmart together and today was that first time, you know. She I said, if you're really good, you can get a toy or whatever. And she did. And <laughs> actually registered. It, it registered. She got a toy. Uh so that, that was that was great. Then we went and got some ice cream from Dairy Queen and went to the park, sat on my tailgate and ate that, then played at the park for a while. She got to feed the ducks and go see the water and do the you know the slides and stuff. That was great. And then we went to um we went home for a little bit, took a nap. Yep. And then I took her to my mom and dad's this afternoon. She got to play over there for an hour or so. So she had like a full wall to wall wall to wall day so it was a yeah. it was a good time well i'm happy for violet uh, but i did watch a few movies yeah, um, yeah you know, did I, I, I i'm gonna go ahead and tease them uh i saw transformers rise of the beast in theaters i'm excited to talk about that and I also i saw more than this so i just want to talk about these two off the gate i also saw fast x and i can't wait to talk about that yeah like i can't wait to tell you about that movie i can't wait to hear about it so i'm not gonna see it yeah unless i absolutely am bored to death even then I'm not sure it's worth it so there's a, there's a little pre- teaser of my thoughts there uh, so let's just jump right in there were actually I remember I told you uh, yeah. before we think there's only a couple of trailers we ended up having like what four here yeah so um, let's just start with the one we watched right beforehand uh, Bleecker Street's new film The Starling Girl so this this film is going to and it's showing at our local indie art house here in the next few weeks yeah. um, so we'll, go, we'll definitely go see this at Maiden Alley this is actually a movie Avenue. I'd actually want to see too Um but as a whole, this is something that's, when I say near and dear to my heart, not because it's, I've lived it, but just because it's a, a faith-based kind of film. And I don't yeah. mean like in a positive light, but like in a, so the, the film follows this girl who is, grows up in a very conservative, conservative Christianity, like, like fundamentalist community. Well, and when I say fundamental, so th- this was going to be one of my points here with this film. Cause you know, I just watched shiny happy people, the Duggars thing I was talking about last week on the podcast. Um, and then now with this, Fundamentalism at its core isn't well, maybe I didn't talk about it on the podcast. I think me and Dawson no, talked about it. Yeah, we about it talked here about it
1: off, off pod.
0: Yeah. Um fundamentalism at its core is not a bad thing. There's just extremes extreme sex of it. And sex, S E C T S. So just in case I'm not pronunciating clear. Um and this is one of those over extreme sex of what this this girl is in. Um and long story short, she's like, everything is wrong. Everything's conviction, 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 conviction. Uh everything is, you know, just legalistic, very legalistic. And this girl, they have this new youth pastor and they, it's alluded to that they are straight up, not even just alluded to that. They're having sexual relations. Um, the youth pastor and the young girl, not, you get the vibe. She's underage. She's seventeen. 17 yeah, so the
1: so. yeah. So the description though of the movie just because it's brief is a seventeen-year-old seventeen-year-old Jim Starling struggles with her place within her Christian fundamentalist community, but everything changes when her magnetic youth pastor Owen. We all have an Owen in our lives. Yeah. And anytime someone, someone says church. magnetic in front of anything oh, yeah. in front of
0: a church, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> controversy. <laughs> controversy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. There you have it. That's that's a great summary because you don't. Yeah. It, that leaves a little to the imagination. Yeah. Um. That has Eli- Eliza Scandlin. 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 Uh, sc- uh, Scandlin. Uh Which you've seen her in Sharp Objects. Yeah. Um, I, it's I've been on my list the to dir- watch because
1: the director also directed Sharp Objects, okay. which you know again.
0: Um, Abby read the books. You really like the books.
1: So I watched it with Caitlin, and Caitlin loved the book. Um and was really interested to see the series. It was a little bit. It, it, left, was,
0: a, it was a mini series, yeah. Yeah, it was a mini okay, series. Yeah. But I mean, it was like Is that the one with Amy Adams?
1: Yes, which Amy Adams was was pretty good in it.
0: What was the other book she wrote that also got a? It was a movie like um, Charlie's Theron, I think. Um, Dark Places, Dark Yeah, Dark Places. Okay, I I don't know. She has three books. i read all three, regardless. Anyway,
1: yeah, I'm not sure, but anyways, um. Sharp Objects was, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ending was a little anticlimactic. I think some things, when it comes to books, uh, you know, it, there's just obviously going to be let down. And Caitlin was otherwise, you know, pretty underwhelmed. Uh, but this seems really, uh, A, well-made, well-directed. Yep. The cinematographer
0: is um, really striking in the, the trailer. Yeah. The, the Love the lighting work on here.
1: Yes. The um, early, you know, blurbs for, you know, the movie is Eliza's. You know, performance is absolutely amazing. when she was, actually she was really great, really compelling in Sharp Objects. She's got, she's got some range. I'll mm-hmm. say, I will just leave it at that. And uh, I think in this performance, we'll see a lot of that. Um, this looks good to me.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm it, all in on this. It's kind of like a coming of age, which is I, I, I enjoy those. Uh, so, and I haven't seen Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. A totally um, different tone. Oh no, no, no! no. Yeah. I, where, where I'm going with this? my only concern as a Christian person, and this is once again, this is more of a mostly focused territory here between shiny, happy people. This, I don't know what are you gear there? God, Margaret is, but we seem to be hitting that space over the last year or so that oh, there's a lot of faith-based trauma stuff coming out Um yeah. that are to me coming across as maybe it's because I'm more sensitive to it a little bit. Cause I'm, I guess I'm lo- watching things through a lens of a filter for my daughter now, even though she's not watching this kind of stuff, you know, just yeah. a little more aware of things a lot of christian hit pieces subliminally out there right now i feel like this may be another one of those like i don't enjoy these type of movies as much as i used to because i'm just sitting here going like man this is a hit piece on christianity and they're using a guise of something else now granted this looks great i will watch it yeah um i'm probably gonna like it you know what i mean but yeah i just i'm having a harder time processing some of these things now because i just feel like it's just a, a lot of trojan horses out there trying to pick away at the Christian organization
1: for me personally because I'm in the same boat as you I don't have a kid though so it's just like you know fundamentally like the things that we believe they're like they kind of align a lot of stuff like this so but when it comes to these issues uh, being portrayed in movies or TV um, I I more or less um, kind of lean towards if if the if the product is trying to paint the ideolo- like ideology of it all in a certain way, that's one mm. thing. But if they're actually doing a deep character study of how these people in these environments mm-hmm. twist and manipulate all these different things to misrepresent yeah. what it actually means, then Sign me up because I, yeah, I, that's, that that, that's everyday life that, for us. Yeah,
0: that is fine with me too. Like, And that's how that Duggar's documentary kind of started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then as it got into it, it was just like, hey, yeah. these fundamentalists, this is also your Christian church up there. Exactly. Like, well, yeah. No, no, it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like I think of this, this kind of reminds me a little bit of The Devil You Know, I think it's the name of it, the Netflix movie with Tom Holland and uh, Robert Pattinson. And Ooh, it's yeah, eerily yeah. similar. Really? I didn't love that movie as uh-huh. a whole. It had some really good ideas. It was too muddled. Yeah. Uh, but Robert Pattinson is basically the youth pastor of that film. So very very similar subplot there um
1: uh speaking of well not youth pastor he's the dad but jamie simpson is the dad in this i'm very much really? looking forward to yeah hmm. love some jimmy simpson
0: i know oh yeah that's it. did you ever see breakout kings three no. seasons it was on a and a and e when they used yeah. to do television i believe loved it i think it's on netflix breakout kings three season he's the lead in it yep. uh really good like a drama it's like prison break if it was a comedy there you yeah. go um which, uh, talking about things that are borderline comedy and action <laughs> blends. Uh, we're getting an Expendables 4. Now, I i haven't seen 1, 2, or 3 in forever. I haven't uh, seen I've, them at I've all. I've seen them all one time yeah. anyway. So And that was when they were in theaters. Saw so all 3 in theaters, and I bought all 3 because I liked them enough. I haven't seen them since. Yeah. Um, the Expendables 3 brought brought in Harrison Ford and a lot of other, you know, fun. Dolph Lundgren was in, in 3 and, you know, a lot, a lot of different people in. So 4, I was expecting a big old slaughtering or, you know, offering of new old, old washed up action. So now granted, I know a lot of them have been pulled in, but yeah. you know, at this point you could bring in like Chris Hemsworth, uh, Ben Affleck, the uh, people who've starred in action yeah. films. Because I know you've gotten all the 80s action stars already, but now you could, like Nicolas Cage, that would be a prime one. Ooh, John Travolta, yeah. like those kind of people. Those would be great additions. So I was expecting yeah. something like that. Yeah. I hadn't seen the trailer. Uh, no, we get Megan Fox yeah. And maybe that's it. I can really uh, and some on. and some new young blood, but like I didn't notice any new faces besides Megan Fox. Um, I guess it's because of Transformers now, she's a uh washed up action star.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to look up the cast real quick and for the us. opening of
0: it also bugged me a little bit. It's, so it's like Jason Statham and Megan Fox having this like Mr. and Mrs. Smith moment. It, yes. But it was not that, it was the font. It was like a, it was like sharp and gray, like jagged, like it was gonna be like Fifty Shades of Gray transitions. Yes. So I was like, what is this? And yes. then Stallone rings the doorbell and it's daylight outside. Like it's a like kind of a harsh transition. All right, so I'm gonna lead up, read out
1: some of these names, and you just tell me if they've been in some of the previous one. Okay. Um, so obviously, you're leading Jason Statham, we know he's been yes. in it.
0: Fifty Cent, he's new. That's a he new one. He is new. Yes.
1: Um, seems to have a pretty uh prominent, prominent role. Yeah. Uh, Megan Fox, new. new. Uh, Dolph Lundgren, not new. Not new. Okay. Uh,
0: Tony Jaw, not new. Okay. Uh um, wait, let me see a picture. Is there a picture of Tony Jaw? New. Okay. No, not who I, I was thinking. I think
1: he was in a guy Richie, I could double check.
0: The name sounds familiar, but that's not who I was thinking of. I think he's new. I think he's the new Young Blood. Okay.
1: Um, he looks great. Um, he's been in like Furious Seven and uh Triple X.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, say I know that name.
1: Okay. So going on with this list, uh Haiku Awusa? Don't know who that is. Don't know who that is as well. Uh, Randy Couture? New, not new. Jacobs? Okay, we're obviously getting onto some some lower. lower. Yeah. And then Sylvester Stallone, which is kind of like new. the cornerstone. Which,
0: where's Schwarzenegger? Is he, is he listed he's on not in anywhere? This. No, so like, he's he's off being CEO of no Action. No Schwarzenegger, no Harrison Ford, no Chuck Norris. None of these people. Was, have been uh, was um... Oh, shoot. j hard Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis. He, well, he's not acting anymore because yeah. of dementia, but he hasn't. I uh, didn't know if this is no, if he this was, predated. Bruce Willis was in previous ones. Yeah. Um, Expendables 3. I want to see the Expendables 3. I can, uh, so the Expendables 3, yeah, that had Stallone, Statham, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Schwarzenegger, Antonio Banderas. Hey, Banderas, Banderas is in the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Jet Lee, Wesley Snipes, Dolph Lundgren, Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> Terry Crews, Randy Couture, Glenn Powell. Um. See, part of me wonders
1: if uh, the Expendables like production team or whatever. Like, where's Liam Neeson?
0: That would be a uh, good it would addition be great.
1: too. It, it feels like they saw the writing on the wall for uh, the Fast and Furious franchise and were like, yeah. "Hold my beer! Like, we'll, we'll take we'll after take it Fast from here." X, I, I want to watch this more. After like, there is a this. world where, especially like you explained, the Expendables one, two, and three were like an older cast and everything.
0: Well, this could, yeah, like this has, well, the name I just mentioned, if you add, who did I just say? Literally. Liam. Yeah. Liam Neeson, uh John Travolta. Yeah. uh I, Nick Cage. Nick Cage. We Brad know Nick Pitt, Cage would do it. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. Yeah. uh George Clooney. Some of I, those Ocean's Those people. last
1: three, I don't know. I don't know if I could see them in a movie like this. No, Brad I'm, Pitt maybe, but I'd rather see him doing bullet trains.
0: Yeah, but like give me like uh the Oceans team versus yeah. the Expendables team. Oh, like they God. go against the different like yeah. I feel like these write themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. But specifically, give me like Liam Neeson and Nick Cage, John Travolta, that, that era. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, really. John Malkovich even. Uh I, John Malkovich would be
1: brilliant. Yeah. For something like this. And that
0: that would keep the franchise fresh going forward. New faces, new threats, but also a whole new variables to these teams and then it wouldn't feel as weird if you don't have the Schwarzenegger's yeah. the Harrison Fords and Mill Gibson's. Anyway, this trailer looks like more of the same from The Expendables, very generic. Terrorist nuclear missiles, blah, blah, blah. They with go to blood. stop it with new blood yeah. and not as much old blood. So it looks fine. I'll watch it because I liked the first three. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a little worried at why they couldn't get some of these other people back that have been in the first three. Um because that kind of was kind of the novelty of it. Yeah, totally. Seeing all kind of like the Avengers Endgame. Seeing all these people on screen together was super neat. Now you're taking that away a little bit. Like Megan Fox really isn't the draw for me. I wanted to read my Diablo eulogy, but I don't (laughs) I don't want her to do this. That's fun.
1: Well, it looks like it'll have a lot of action, which is great. But you know what also seems like it's gonna have a lot of action?
0: What? Bottoms. Why don't you tell me about Bottoms? Yeah, they're going to be eating some muff. I don't think so. I'm going to have to put my muff waiters on because I'm going to be treading so much muff. Okay, careful now. Well, I'm quoting. Have you (laughs) never seen uh, Will Ferrell's You're Welcome, America? The George Bush HBO special? It's Great. Which I need to give a rewatch. That is one of the best (laughs) stand-ups of all time. That and Louis C.K. Chewed Up. My two favorite stand-ups of all time. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Bottoms is uh, Rachel S-E-N-N-O-T. How do you say her last name? Sino, Sennett... Uh, Snow, so so no. uh, and the Girl from the Bear, uh, Io, Io, Atterbury? and Marshawn Lynch, yeah, Marshawn Lynch, um, Lynch and somehow. then a bunch of other people I don't know. Yeah, um, this movie I, I told JP at the, towards the end of the trailer, like <sighs> yeah, raunchy comedies are back at cinema. Yeah, well, what's a uh, well we got the machine Lawrence. that just came out. Which was yeah. Burt Kreiser's movie. It, it was a different tone. Yeah, like, but it, like we don't get those movies in theaters yeah. anymore. Like I liked The Machine. It felt like a 2007 movie. It's not a comedy. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Now, it also didn't hit with me the whole way through, yeah. but it was still fun to have it back in theaters. Although I did say there was a girl from work. You've got, yeah, yeah. sorry, go uh, ahead. A girl from work. She's like, she was telling me in Dawson, she's like, yeah, I went to go see this movie today with this guy. I was like, what was it? He goes, some stupid documentary. We left like 20 minutes in. I was like, what documentary is playing at Cinemark? <laughs> She's like, this guy. He had his shirt off and started in therapy. I was like, was the name of it the machine? She goes, yeah, the machine. A documentary. I was like, a documentary. She goes, yeah. Was I was the, like, that was the tone. Wow, you got. that is not the case. We could have done a podcast just about that. Yeah. I was like, what in the world? Anyway, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. So uh, then, no hard feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, the Blackening, which the is, is kind of like a throwback. Week, that comes out this yeah, week. Yeah, it's like a throwback, like Roger Com- movie style. Yes, exactly. Um. Um. Bad Dogs or Bad what's it called Uh, Bad Boys no no it might be
1: Bad Dogs
0: I don't know on a little <laughs> feral the, yes. dog movie yeah MJ um, Fox Bottoms yeah. and there's another one that's coming out this year if I can't remember what it is Um, but yeah this is a good year mm-hmm. colonies are cu- coming back and this movie looks like it's gonna have some pretty good laugh out loud moments for me yeah Um, it- it's about two girls who were openly gay yeah. Uh, kind of outcast rejects the nerdy girls at the school. Yes, um, and they have this master plan, which we'll talk about how problematic this actually really is. This master plan to get all their like bucket list hot girls who are not gay, <laughs> yes. to turn gay in, in the guise of this fight, fight club, so they can go down. No, they literally they want to they want to eat the puss.
1: No, but in hold boots. Yeah, I don't know about. I think you're reading into it because I think this is okay. First of all, let's get something straight. This this movie is straight camp yes is over the top yes. the villains which are these uh football jocks, jocks and they, they give... wear they wear their uniforms the whole movie
0: i know we're getting into i say this every podcast now it's probably like yeah. a running joke it's the, the the villains are kind of like scott pilgrim versus the world <laughs> yeah
1: but i think it again i not think not another team ties, movie chris Evans. yes uh Yes, so I. Or like Riverdale, it, it's extreme camp. Marshawn Lynch is in it. That should say enough yeah. as far as the expectations it like as far be, as he's acting like the, goes.
0: He's the coach that like takes on their like yeah. Uh, so they, fight club, club. They end
1: up getting in a in some kind of fight or whatever. Their self defense and they're confronted by the principal and they say yeah we're 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 teaching our self defense. Yeah. And then they they try to spin it as a club and then they recruit all these other people and it. I really don't know. I really don't know how to describe it. Because Rachel
0: Sonoma makes this statement in the bleachers to the girl from the bear and Mm -hmm. I I, I just don't have it in front of me. I know you try to pronounce it, but it's AO. Ayo. Ayo. Ayo, And she was saying, you know, all these girls are going to be on this high. They're going to be feeling really good and all of a sudden they're crying in their arms. All of a sudden they're kissing us. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. So imagine this gender gender swapped. Hetero. Sure. A dudes club to get the women to do this. Yeah. The headlines write themselves yeah misogynistic rapey inappropriate
1: yeah again I, I, I think it's it's 2023 and these type of movies in a lot of ways do be wrong it's gonna be
0: great I'm gonna enjoy it, it I just get be. tired of the hypocrisy yeah which I get it I get it like you said I get it I wouldn't I, I would find the other problem probably doubly problematic you know what I mean it, but yes that's the problem it's hypocrisy it's because we're conditioned we've been groomed by the large media. So <laughs> you're uh, not completely wrong. So anyway, no, bottoms looks pretty funny. I'm excited for it. Uh like, I'm just glad for anything comedy to make a comeback. Yeah. Uh it's a good sign. And like it's in the news, so I'm not just gonna talk about it here. Each week for the last six weeks, a new movie has been the leader in the weeks. Wow. Six weeks in a row, a that's different great. film has led. That means people are going to see the movies. In the history Yeah. of film yeah. that's never happened before. Wow. I saw it today. I should have put that in the news you should have but didn't uh you transformers being the most recent one to do that. Okay, um,
1: well people are obviously stupid.
0: Well, it's amazing really because yeah. we've had Guardians all in theaters right now, Guardians, the Little Mermaid, Transformers and uh Across the Spider-Verse. All in theaters it's, currently right now.
1: It's either a good sign or a bad sign. There's I, there's an ominous view of this of nothing is is keeping people's
0: interest. Well, Guardians is still in theaters full showings. It, I mean
1: I know, but you know, Little Mermaid was just out. You would mm-hmm. think that's still performing. Transformers, you said that was this week. But yeah,
0: that came out this last week. So but What comes out this week? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. The Flash, Elemental, The Blackening, and one more. There's four movies that come out this yeah. week. I can't remember what the other one is.
1: Do we want to go ahead and place a bet of what, what of those three?
0: Elemental's going to win.
1: Really? You think, I think so? Because so. I can see The Blackening.
0: No. I think, I think it'll surprise people, but... this, this the projections aren't expecting it to come out in wow, anyway. And we think people will hate watch the Flash. I think not people, hate watch, but the just Flash will like, put up numbers. Yeah, but it's gonna. I think it'll have. I, I don't think. I think people genuinely have, regardless of DC Dream superhero fatigue. Yeah, and I, I don't think. I think regardless, even if the Flash was set to be the savior of the DC, yeah, which the reviews are now contradicting some of those claims. Um, yeah, I don't think it will. I think Elemental because it's now getting all the huge good press from everybody saying it's like the really good coming of age story or like a really good romance. Totally. Basically basically an allegory for interracial romance, uh, which they haven't really done. So huge win for them. I think elemental will win the box office, but it'll be narrow with the flash. But I think people will be surprised at how well the blackening does do. Um, I'm going to try to see all three of those (laughs) before, because I'm off till next Tuesday. So I'm going to probably do, I'll do one Thursday night. I'll do one probably Saturday. And then one, uh, maybe Monday is a matinee. So, and then I'm not sure. We can go talk about our next one real quick because um, I'm gonna look up Maiden Alley and see when the Starling Girl is playing. So, um, anyway, what were we talking about before the end though? The Bottoms, yeah, Bottoms looks really good. Bottoms is good. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good one. Um, all these comedies though are gonna probably land in the same three to three and a half star range, which is fine. That's not bad. It's yeah, indicative. But you a comedy. project them. At. If yeah. a comedy gets above a three and a half, it's like an all time classic for me. So gotcha uh so
1: lastly that brings us to uh one that we've talked about this already week. but we so got we'll go see that before next okay, podcast yeah. too yeah i'll talk to caitlin about that because uh, i think she would actually enjoy that same
0: uh um, hey, that could be our friday night yeah uh
1: last movie is uh one we've talked about but we
0: finally got a full trailer as uh, poor things oh my uh, this gosh. is the emma stone Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh Yurgo. my gosh! oh my gosh orgasm of the eyes I said this about the teaser. No, no, no. Maybe <laughs> I've just been talking about this. You probably have been. Because I've done. talked about this trailer a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, the teaser was enough. The teaser got me hard. The this teaser, one, I just... thought it
1: was... The teaser, I
0: thought it was. Like, the actual trailer. Like, yeah. It was, it's was just those It three. was enough. It's just those three movies gotcha. opening. I was wrong. Um, but yeah, no, I am all 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 the way in on um oh uh that's what it was the boogeyman that's doing really good numbers right now for a horror film i forgot the yeah, i forgot that was out yep it's doing really well sorry that was the other thing i was just looking up a couple things here real quick uh, but yeah no um i think i think this looks really good yeah um so it gives me it's like visual like across the spot. it's the live action equivalent to me of what what across the spider verse and into the spider verse do for me visually poor things yes like that. Explain, sort, please. Okay. It's not the same artistic style. Yeah, no, no, no that's not no, what no. I'm trying but to say. Like, like the way that across the Spider-Verse and into the Spider-Verse, that animation style just sucks me in and encapsulates me. Yeah. The poor things, and like aesthetic, atmosphere, color scheme, uh, th- uh, yeah. animation too. Is just a hodgepodge of things that are things I love. It's got black and whites. It's got looks like desaturated things with splashes of color. It's got neon. It's it's got got, stage props. It's like a a Gilliam wet drink. It's like a gillion wet drink. Yeah, is what this film is. And that's Jonathan in a nutshell. Yeah. So poor things is like Tim Burton meets Terry Gilliam meets Victor Frankenstein. And this is, that's, I mean, that's what more, I mean, how much more can I sell you on this? And then you put the mind of Yorgos Yathmos, who does The Favorite, The Lobster, Killing of a sacred deer, which yep. Tyler just watched the other night. He's going through it. I gave him 160 movies to yep. watch. He's like, "Oh my gosh, this is Probably one of the hardest it. watches I've had." But it's great. Have you seen all three of those? Nope. Have you seen any of the three of those? I've seen the Lobster, and that seen should be our next. When Poor Things comes out, we should just do a two week. Yorgos. Yeah. because yeah. oh, he has six films. He has Dog Tooth. I haven't seen Dog Tooth. I tried to. Ooh, yeah, I had a Dog Tooth recently.
1: That he looks watched good. it. No, oh no, I, I tried to,
0: but um, what? It doesn't have subtitles. Oh, where I was trying to watch it at and it's yeah. all in a foreign language so I that was you. a problem. Um, <laughs> I tried to tough it through for about 10 minutes. I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I thought maybe it's subtext yeah. subtextually, I could figure it out. I couldn't. Um, but no, poor things, it, I mean, I I say for, meets Frank- Frankenstein because I'm assuming that's kind of what it, it is. Willem Dafoe yeah, plays it's Frankenstein's
1: monster. It looks like Franken, um, it looks like Frankenstein's monster discovers a sex life basically. Yeah. It is. It Willem Dafoe
0: is like geppetto yeah the he's like he built Frank- his Frank- deformed frankenstein, pinocchio yeah. Slash frankenstein yeah and mark ruffalo is like the arranged love marriage for this girl yes And emma stone doesn't know and you her. also
1: have remy uh what's his name from the show remy um for remy. yeah what's his name
0: yusuf whatever I'm trying to think what you're talking about i'm thinking remy malek
1: Oh, his name is Remy Yosef.
0: Yosef, I was close. I got the last, yeah. I was somewhere in there.
1: Yeah, William DeFoe, Mark Ruffalo, Christopher Abbott. Hi, Christopher Abbott. He was, uh, what was Christopher Abbott man? He was in that um, On the Count
0: of Three, I think. Mm-hmm. I saw him what li- it was called? I need to watch that. But the, and Jared Carmichael. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was Ger- the other Carmichael. one. Carmichael. Yep. Do you know he's gay? I did not. I didn't either. I was watching a stand-up uh, of huh. his. It was really funny. He's like, "Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know I'm I'm gay." And like, we're serious about it. I was like, "What?" Yeah. I had no clue. Huh? Uh, the more you a, know. Yeah, the more you know. Um, but no, poor things, out of all of these, definitely my most high poor things. I need to find by next week I'll refresh everybody on what we chose for our Oscar bait for this year, what we chose. Yeah. I don't remember if I chose poor things or not. But I almost wish I did if I didn't. Just yeah. not not best picture, but cinematography. Or art direction, whatever, could definitely see poor thing is getting a nod for that. Or makeup, makeup design, costume, yeah. all of those things. Just looking at Willem Dafoe's makeup alone, I mean, that's, this will this will get a nomination. I I don't see it winning. Anything. No, no, it's a big year.
1: I, screen screen screenplay maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe. There's, a lot, there's a few. There's quite a few different. I think ways this could go. Um, by the way, Extraction 2 is screening tonight for a lot of people. The Chris Hemsworth action yeah. movie. Really good reviews. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, video Netflix. Yep. Um. Anyways, that that's the end of our trailer roundup. Quite a few good ones to watch this week. Um, I will watch all of those. So that's uh that's a win all around. Awesome. So that brings us to what we've been wa- what we've been watching, and I'm going to st- I'm oh. just going to shut JP out.
1: Hold on a second. I need to mention a trailer because oh. it freaked me the f out whenever it came on.
0: What? Uh,
1: Insidious. Yeah.
0: I didn't watch it's it. Insidious 2. I saw Insidious. It's not Insidious. It's the fourth Insidious.
1: Is it the fourth? It's yeah. the red door, I think is yeah, what it's, it's called. Yeah, it's the fourth. It's the Maybe fourth? the fifth. Yeah. Well, there's an MRI scene. All you need is there's an MRI scene. Just look away. If, if you don't do jumps, just look away. I wasn't expecting that in a trailer. The harshest jump scare of my life was an in Insidious. But, in, yeah. The first one. Yeah.
0: Uh, When Darth well, Maul popped up behind his that, shoulder.
1: Isn't that like, like, you know, whatever rating they have for... For hot foods, or whatever, like the as far as
0: scary movies, like, like
1: scientifically, what's the scariest movie? Yeah, the first Insidious. That that's it. Apparently, no
0: Sinister is Sinister. Sinister is intense, bro. Okay, sinister maybe, is, maybe Sinister. I saw it Sinister is it? in. Uh, I guess I was a senior, or junior in high school. I saw it in theaters. Ethan Hawke movie. Yeah, the movie jacked me up. Man. Okay, maybe Outside was Sinister. Outside of the first Paranormal Activity, and that's we've talked about this. I think before. Yeah, I saw it opening stretch, night, yeah. and everybody said it was real footage. Everybody, every the whole world believed it was real footage. <laughs> Of course it did. So I called my dad. I was like, Dad, I saw true evil tonight on t- on the TV I, <laughs> on the Tums and big screen. I saw evil incarnate. Yeah. I need to rebuke it in the name of the Lord. That's I told what, Dad I was going that's what to hell tonight. Jonathan sounds like. I told Dad I was going to hell tonight. I believe He's it. like, "What do you mean?" It's like I'm going to kill some demons. I bought Diablo 4. I'm going to go kill Lilith. And he's like, "Son, I don't like that." Said, but Dad, I'm going to kill demons. I'm not worshiping the devils. He goes, "Yeah, well, wish you wouldn't." <laughs> Well, I'm gonna have JP too. Okay, so I threw good. you in there. Thank you. So, and Kyle, you're next. Just, anyway, so just,
1: just real quick, no, because I saw this tri- this poster. I know I'm the one that's derailing this. Look at this poster for poor things. Oh, I love it. Please tell me. Just please tell me the subliminal message that they're trying to show us in this. That's a vagina. That's got to be a vagina.
0: I don't think that's a vagina. I think, I think subliminally, you got some stuff you need to work out right now. No. Did you listen I- to John's message this Sunday? I did. I did. Maybe that's why. Yeah, probably. You got lost on the mind, my friend. I do. All right. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is not a vagina. Listen, I'm going to take a back seat because, yeah, again, I, was about to say, I'm gonna, I didn't I'm watch anything. I'm bringing you in on the last film.
0: Yeah. Because JP really only watched, he watched a snippet of Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> yeah. and there was apparently a kitchen fire somewhere and the people that were I watching also, it with I also least.
1: watched a snippet of an anime called uh, Weather With Us. Um Caitlin wanted to watch an anime, so that's what she turned on. Uh, we got about forty-five minutes into it when she decided she was not into it, so we turned okay. it off. So it's exciting! It was a lot of incompletes for me. Okay, this week, so apologize. Yeah.
0: So all JP has is the Master Gardener. I keep saying the Master Gardener; it's just Master Gardener. Yeah, it's so, like Master Chef. But I watched that too, so we're gonna close with that because we both watched that. It's The only thing we he didn't watch anything. That's the only thing yeah. we have in common. So I'm gonna start, and I'm gonna start with Fast X. Get ready. What? I'm going to say a bad word. I'm going to say one. PG-13 going to get away with it, too. One bad word, okay? I get away with more. I know, but I'm just saying one. Okay? Don't edit it out. I, this is important for impact. What a fucking terrible movie. It is so bad. So bad. And that's a new bar. Because Fast 9 was so bad. Mm-hmm. So bad. This one's worse, and uh, it's so bad. It is so baffling bad. Like, the script, awful. The jokes, laughable in the worst kind of way. Vin Diesel, so overly serious, it's nauseating. The only, literal, only good part about this film was Jason Momoa, and that's only about three... Different scenes worth because like, he was bad. It, but is it because he's like playing into the ham? He's a yes, yeah. Yes. He's leaning into it, and it doesn't work. Yeah, he, and he's a he's a everything about this movie is a character of something that's been done way better before, even in better than other Fast and the Furious movies. This movie, the the pacing is all over the place, is inconsistent. The story got totally incoherent and like glued together with Elmer's glue. It's so bad. The only I gave it two and a half stars, and that's for two reasons: one star is for one specific scene with Jason Momoa, you're not probably gonna watch it, doesn't matter. He's like full on psychopath and he has these two people he kidnaps at the beginning of the film and um, they're dead. He's in his backyard in like this bathrobe and he's talking to these two dead stiffs. He's painting their nails and stuff. And it's actually a very humorous and kind of dark, grotesque scene that didn't fit with the rest of the movie. I liked that. Yeah, If you got that unhinged, Jason, Mom- do you know if my voice tone? Back yeah, down? but no one notices because they can't hear that. Yeah, so I'm probably like yelling the <laughs> yeah. rest of this time. When JP's air conditioning kicks on out here, I'm like all of a sudden going. Hey,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> uh. Anyway, um, if it, it was like if you got psychopath Momoa the whole time, this movie would easily be a three and a half star just from his sure. performance alone. Because that was that whole five minute scene was yep. great. Loved that. It was really good. Um, and then this was a blessing and a curse. I hated and loved. There's this moment where they go full rip from Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back or whatever. And it's like uh, Jason Momoa is going in pursuit of uh, Vin Diesel and his son. And he goes, I have you now. Then they sample TIE Fighter and uh, like those blaster sounds from the old (laughs) Star Wars film. Like openly copy it. It's obvious what it is. Um, Part of me loved it. Part of me loathed it. So I'm not really sure what to do. So that's a half star bump in and of itself just because... Was Vin sure.
1: Diesel prominent in these scenes? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, Vin I think Diesel that's is what prominent does
0: it. in everything. Listen, I think that's what does it. And then Michelle Rodriguez and Charlie's Theron are a huge subplot of this film, but yeah. have zero impact on the whole film. It's the dumbest. So, dumbest. It sets up. It's supposed to set up for the second, which therefore brings me to the ending of the movie. One of the, one of the two endings here. Not like post credit. There's like two ending moments of the film. Yeah. One that follows Michelle Rodriguez and Charlie's Theron, who are a whole different plane. Not yep. literal plane whole different you know place in this majority of this film so at the beginning and then you have Vindy's and everybody else in this other one then you yeah. have Ludacris and his group in another this is its most disjointed movie ever but Gal Gadot comes and rescues him in the submarine in Antarctica she gets up and does this little smirk said underneath me is so bad Is the corniest thing I've ever seen in my life and I hated it I hated so, it a lot so apparently
1: the Rodriguez and Throne scene they started recording There's lots of scenes. they started recording yeah but the big the big fight scene that they have, like they have one or two. Oh, okay, so probably
0: the first one.
1: Which one? Where There's... they like wake up or whatever. No, that's the second one. Okay, so whatever. And that's like a
0: ten-minute freaking fight scene. It's ridiculous. So whatever that scene is,
1: apparently that happened whenever they didn't even have a director
0: a lot of that, that makes stuff sense. the choreography is awful a lot of that stuff
1: because this movie didn't like this movie had I don't know how many different people coming in and direct it at yeah because they points. saw what
0: an absolute shit show it is yeah this movie is held on by band-aids and prayers it's bad and Vin Diesel's will that, that's faltering like it's bad <laughs> people don't want to be in them like you can, like everybody's just cashing checks yeah. for this film and like it's like bad
1: it. like, Dude, you're gonna do it this do movie's it bafflingly,
0: bafflingly bad I hated it yeah it's not good I'm not gonna watch it <sighs> You should. The last good one I saw was Fast Five. And the cliffhanger you're supposed to have? Awful. It's terrible. It's dumb. I, know, I hate man. it.
1: Some people have been comparing it to uh, Infinity War. <laughs>
0: Charging. Losers. Charging. Idiots. What are you <laughs> talking about? That's terrible. That's, uh, 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 yeah. Oh, F- Fast X.
1: That movie with the dogs was called Strays. Strays. I say that because the trailer just popped up.
0: Oh, on, good. On, yeah. yeah. Bad dogs. Bad boys. <laughs> we we're, were real off. They are bad dogs. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, Fast X is really effing bad. Like, I hated it. Nobody should waste their time with that. Like I'll I'll take your word for it. You know what, shockingly though, sometimes what's indicative of a bad movie is if I I get on my phone and start looking at other stuff, I didn't even do that. I was so engrossed by how bad it was. (sighs) I was sitting there going, wow, this movie's so bad, what's gonna happen next? So, by that logic... Success.
1: The sad thing about movies like that though is uh you only need to watch it once. Yes. So it will not have the effect the same time no. the next and
0: time. What's a bummer too is because I really like the first five, yeah. you know, oh, five, six, eight, up to fast seven. Yes. Like and I, eight's not I,
1: terrible. I think that's the the consensus is eight, eight is where they start, a stretch.
0: Yeah, eights where they start to lose me pretty significantly. Yeah. is terrible ten. So the first eight I would say that I enjoy as a whole. Yeah. So when they ine- inevitably release the next one or whatever whenever they're done with the Fast and Furious, they'll do a big box collector's box set. I'll be really torn on a decision that day. Yeah. I'll probably buy it. And, and they still milked Paul Walker. They used a bunch of old scenes from yeah. other movies. Like, and I'm a huge Paul Walker guy. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about it except for Momoa had a few nice scenes and his villain could have been really, really good. Yeah. If they didn't direct him to be so freaking obnoxious about it. So, overall, Fast X, don't watch it. No, I don't don't recommend. I don't uh, recommend. I'm upset that I watched it. Um but what I'm not upset that I watched, speaking of old IPs that have been around for a while, um, no that are still going, uh Transformers Rise of the Beast. Um, so me and Dawson went and saw this opening night and had a really good time. And I gave it three and a half stars, and Dawson gave it three stars. That's the equivalent That's, of five stars for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah that's a huge win for a mega blockbuster. That's yeah. a rehashed IP. Um, the only cons, cause there aren't very many. Um, some of the CGI is pretty shoddy. Not, not consistently throughout. It's like when yeah. it's real zoomed up, up close yeah. in the big action sequences. Cause you're basically talking a video game frames per second. Yes. At that point. Um, it didn't look super great at times, but that's just a small nitpick and it's only a handful of times. Um, you know, in a world that we're living in avatars and stuff, that's just stuff's more noticeable now. um, so, you know, yeah, that, that, that was a little bit of a detractor in some key moments. Um, I Also, there's this whole like Iron Man moment with Anthony Ramos where he like, uh, uh, I'm just gonna get into light spoilers here. One of the Autobots kind of sacrifices himself for yeah. the, the human character, but it comes alive and via the suit that takes place on his hand and kind of turns into his whole suit. Yep. And he basically drops a whole I am Iron Man kind of thing is off. I really hated that. Um, but besides a couple of little cheesy moments and stuff like that some forced dialogue Transformers of the Beast is a lot of fun it's um yeah the most fun I've had with the Transformers movie since probably the first three I didn't love Age of Extinction I didn't love The Walbert Last ones. Night I didn't, Bumblebee was pretty good I did I did like Bumblebee okay um, okay yeah that, that one was good Um, but really the, when I look back at Transformers the first two are what I look back at and say you know Transformers and Transformers Revenge of the Fallen those are good movies, and I enjoy those. I haven't seen them in probably ten plus years or more, for yeah. each maybe longer than that. But I, I, re- I have a fond spot for them.
1: See, and I think movies like this, the the kind of shift that you're seeing in them, it's to target not not the nostalgic that that mm-hmm. kind of we have to them because I mean we were we were teenagers when
0: these movies yeah, came high out, school. yeah, like young high school. Oh, Cause Megan probably, Fox was a, is, I was a middle Megan school Megan Fox is oh, still. I was a, definitely a, in middle school. Yeah. Well, then I was in eighth grade then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're yeah. only in grade below me. Yeah, but Megan Fox is still to this day. I mean, she's pretty, but she's still a sex symbol because of Transformers. Yeah, like, and that's that's carried forever. That came yeah. out. No, it came out in 2007. Well, the, so I was Jennifer's a freshman. Body. Yeah, but the only she got that was because, because of Transformers. Of your, yeah, no, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. but the point being though is you're you're seeing the shift because they're they're trying to retarget. You know, an audience that's younger. I can't but wait like to you tell you that, about the
0: stinger at the end, which I know I told you about
1: because we came over here after. The yeah, film, but, but if you if if you haven't watched it yet, you know there there's a stinger or whatever. No, I'm going to tell you in a minute that is overarching, tying into a universe that again is targeted towards kids and a younger audience and you well, know
0: adults. There are some. You know. I tell you, working in retail my whole life, you know we we do carry some unique collectibles and stuff like that. And one of them are GI Joe yeah. figures. Let me tell you. Dudes be loving adult dudes older than me be loving some G.I. Joe. <laughs> no shame. That is man. one of the most untapped IPs. Like, they're not marketing G.I. Joe to kids. Kids don't know who this generation and honestly, our generation doesn't really know who G.I. Joe is outside of a bad Channing Tatum and The Rock, you know, kind of mashup. It wasn't very good. Henry Golding or Tony Jaw, I think, was in them too.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I was looking, I was trying to look at just like the movies and um, TV series that they've had on IMBD and. You know that 2013, no 2021. They had uh, Snake Eyes.
0: The who's that? Henry Golding or Tony Jaw? Who's the Henry least? Golding? Okay. Um, they've been trying to get GI Joe off the ground for a while, but in terms yeah. of like mass IP recognition, that's our parents' generation. Yeah, they totally. love GI oh, Joe. Yeah. It was a forty. Uh, the first one came out in 1945. Yeah, and it still yeah. carries because of that generation. Yeah. So at the end of Transformers, just getting a little ahead of here. Um, uh, you know, after that's it's all done, the government kind of like they did with Sam Witwicky wants to bring this Anthony Ramos's character in and be a part of their task force, and they hand him this card, and he turns it over, and it says GI Joe on the back. So Hasbro's trying to build this universe, universe which I'm I'm okay with. I don't care. Um, I've settled <sighs> on it. Like I said, I didn't like it immediately, but you know, if they do it right, in the vein of this, and don't try to do some other totally different thing, yeah, you know, it might be okay. Uh, I
1: I still I still think that it's just a tease to a different movie, like separate, like those in credit scenes. They don't have to be like the Marvel in credit scene type. But that's stuff. the problem. I feel
0: like they're going to be though. I think Marvel uh, set a precedent. DC does it. Uh, everything does it now. Yeah. So I don't like that. If it's done right, it's fine. Uh, I think they have an opportunity to do this right. Like sure, you know, because Hasbro has a lot of interesting. I want my end credits to
1: be bloopers. That's all I care about. Yeah, someone Give me There's more this bloopers. big thread
0: going on Twitter right now talking about um, DVD menus back in the day when you put a DVD in. Oh, yeah. Now those don't, listen, they're not fun anymore. And like the Shrek, someone unlocked a core memory of Shrek. Oh. It said, play the movie, y'all. Uh! Do you remember? And then you click play and they run to the outhouse tracks. Like, no, not in there. Not in there, piggies. Do you remember the Toy Story bloopers? The bloopers? Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, I as even, if,
1: as if there would have actually been bloopers. Yeah, they meant for an great. animated movie. That's that stuff's like they did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And people idiots thinking
0: actually bloopers. Yeah, it's great. <sighs> I love it. Whatever, I love it. Uh, but no, Transformers: <sighs> Drives of the Beast is a lot of fun. Peter Dinklage does a phenomenal job voicing Scourge, the main Scourge, the main villain. It's great. I loved the designs for the uh, Maximals, which is what the beast called in there they were they were really fun yeah. Anthony Ramos does a pretty good job Pete Davidson's voice acting for Mirage was a lot of fun and Pete Davidson was pretty funny they did you know kind of overuse his humor sometimes but yeah. as a whole he did he was a good fit there Um I, I I really liked it. I liked it. It was good. It's a good, fun blockbuster. And like, if you have fun at a movie, that's really what matters, especially for yeah. those kind of movies. I don't go there for the rich lore and world building. I go to be entertained and I was thoroughly entertained. So uh, I, I think that's a fun movie to go see in theaters. if You have nothing else going on. Um, what else is a really fun movie that's still playing around you um, that you should go see is Blackberry. Yeah. Holy shit. What a great <laughs> movie. That's two now. Well, yeah, but you don't get a parental advisor unless you drop like multiple F bombs. Yeah. So uh Jay Broshel or Brawl, I can't really say his name, who everybody knows from like comedies like, you know, She's Out of My mm-hmm. League, uh, This is the End. Uh 40 Year Old Virgin, I think. Um, maybe he's not in that one.
1: No, he's in Gone. He's How to Train Your Dragon, he's hiccup. Oh yeah. Um, Sorcerer's Apprentice as, as well. Uh, Son of a Critch,
0: Fubar is most recent. I don't know those. Um, she's out of my league is one of my favorite films yeah, of his. Yeah. Love that movie. Um, he's
1: also in uh Trailer Park Boys, really. Uh,
0: the show like or a, the movie? Uh,
1: it's like a spinoff. Oh, yeah, it's just
0: a spinoff. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, anyway, he, he, him, and what's the guy's name from It's Always, Sunny. uh, Glenn Howerton Howerton. Yes. So those are your main two guys. And Matt Johnson, I believe. Yes. Is the um he's Doug the director, forget. but he's also the best friend in the in the film as well. And um the co-founder of uh R I M or whatever the company's name was who invented the Blackberry. Yeah. So this is the origin story of the Blackberry. I mean, that's what it's called. And I I everybody had a Blackberry at yes. one point because that it was a world before iPhones. Um I had a Blackberry Pearl. I had a same Black, I had a Blackberry, the next one, whatever that what was. What color was it? Uh, I had the I Joe broke it. So I had all the different colors. What? No, the, 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 the ball. Yeah. Mine could change color. That's cyan, pink, black, green, blue. Yeah. It was, it was great. Uh, love my blackberry pearl to this day. I have like more nostalgia for my blackberry pearl than any, you know, I mean, I had a sliver and had a razor and all that kind of stuff too. But you know, the blackberry pearl, that was, that was where it's at. then I had whatever the next one was, the bigger one. Uh, Then the iPhone came out. Uh, So this is is following that story of how it got, you know, found, which uh, Howerton's character is like this kind of uh, mid-tier executive at some other firm that turns down the BlackBerry and then gets canned by his company and decides he wants to go take over this group of like college nerds who don't know what they have on their hands to help get it off the ground. So he does. And, you know, they go pitch it and it gets bought. Uh, the Blackberry does and Jay Broschel's character is um, who's the founder of Blackberry is like a savant genius just has no social skills uh, but he also has no backbone so you know Glenn Howerton's character kind of walks all over him which is needed in some cases Yeah. and Matt Johnson is an idiot he doesn't contribute anything outside of being like the engagement guy that would be me he does like the movie and (laughs) and he has a point like people you know people they have Friday night movie nights all this kind of stuff and like everybody loved him he's like the beating heart behind bringing people in and getting them to stay underpaid and all that stuff because they couldn't afford it at the time, you know? Um, so he's in, Jay Russell's just saying, hey, this is all terrible. Ideas. This is a bad idea. 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 And it was kind of a catch-22. Some things had to happen. Some things, they made some wrong decisions. So this is just the up-and-coming tale uh, of BlackBerry and then how Glenn Howerton's character got, you know, super rich and started trying to, there's like a whole subplot of him trying to <laughs> buy the whole NHL and all these NHL teams and nobody liked him because he was a mega dick. Um, and then there's some issues with the sec that happened and like all sorts of betrayals and stuff like that. Then they show the whole press, not the whole, but like five minutes of the iPhone original press conference, oh, like, but not recreated like the actual Steve jobs. Wow. That was super nostalgic. And yes, yeah. I remember that. And then this is based on a true story. And like, these were true events, like hearing their reactions, like this is going to fail. Nobody wants yeah. this. It. like, it brought back. Cause I remember those same dialogue conversations. like yeah. nobody wants this. You know what I mean? Uh, An iPod as a phone? Who wants that? Yeah. And everybody was hung up on the keyboard like the black... people, like There's no keyboard. Nobody wants that. People want to feel the click. They want to feel the click, 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 you know? So it was super neat reliving all this but also being on the inside baseball of it all. Yeah. I told you beforehand it very much feels like the social network of this generation. It's not the social network. It's not the quality of the social network. It's it's not going to win an Oscar. It It it, feels like an indie social network. Very good way to put it. Yeah. It's not
1: a slight... It's an IFC like produced. Yes. Okay. So that's why it's got that documentary now feel. Yeah. Um you know the camera shots. I can't remember if Matt Johnson has done done some documentary now stuff. I could be I could be wrong. If he but,
0: didn't play that character though, Andy Samberg could have for sure cuz he was basically t- Hot Rod. Totally. Because um, he had the red headband on the whole movie. Yes. And like I was just thinking man this is Andy Samberg from Hot Rod.
1: The Glenn Harrison though, like his performance like I've been I was kind of watching the trailer just as you were listening to you talk about it and explain it. It, it looks amazing. Uh, he was great.
0: He was phenomenal. Yeah. And the chemistry of everybody on the screen. Yeah. Phenomenal. Everything about this movie was great. I gave it four stars. I could be talked up to four and a half. Yeah. I uh, really liked it. Um, It's just, it was so, it, you know, I, I have a hard time rating most, most dramatic, re, re, uh, if it's not a biopic, and i yeah. don't consider this a biopic. You know, there's not that standout performance. that just, like, elevates it to another level. And there's not that, you know, when I say original storytelling, you know, there's not that, you know. Because it is a, re- a imaginative, not, like, in terms of, like, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say here? Like, it doesn't it's have. It's a
1: dramatized recreation. Yes.
0: So, like, that only has so much traction with me in terms of yes, rating.
1: As far as, like.
0: And it's not a character study, so you're not getting yeah. those bl- bl- breakout performances or anything like that. This was very good at what it did. It told the story. It told it well. It was in- super interesting. Like, the fact that we got this and Tetris in the same little span. Yeah. Both are four stars for me. Both They're basically the same movie, different product. Uh, and I actually, the, as Blackberry started playing, I kept thinking of Tetris. Like, oh, man, I'm going to keep comparing it to Tetris. But they, as it goes on, they're totally different films. Just... Same kind of genre, you know, Blackberry is phenomenal. Everybody needs to give Blackberry a go. I really enjoyed it, especially if you are of a certain age. You'll, it's kind of a nostalgia trip as well, because uh, you know I vividly remember all of these things. So uh, it was nice. You should watch Blackberry.
1: That's I. I will. Yeah. After watching more of the trailer, which I'd seen before, like closer whenever it came out.
0: But knowing, I wish I would have saw it at Maiden. It played it Maiden last. Yeah. Year.
1: Yeah, that would have been awesome. Um, that's great. Uh, so. I guess it's finally time for me to talk about a movie I saw. Then,
0: yeah. Out of all these, though, oh. including Master Gardener, which we're about to talk about a little in depth here. Yeah, Blackberry's the best. Okay, Blackberry's the best. So, I could.
1: I get that. Um,
0: this is also really good beer. I bring either Scotch or beer over here every time. Yeah. This is Stone. It's yeah, the Brewing Stone Company. Made, yeah. They, Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's not for me normally, um, but.
1: The movie that the only movie I watched this week, um, outside of the ones that we're gonna review in our next episode.
0: Paul Schrader, maybe Paul
1: Schrader's most recent movie, uh Master Gardener. This is uh movie starring Joel Ed uh, Edgerton, uh Sigourney Weaver and uh Quintessa Swindell. Listen, man. Quintessa's a babe. She's great. It's not enough of her in this, I would say, but that's not that's not like Schrader. That's no. not like mm-hmm. we were talking about character like character studies and Blackberry like would've been better probably if there was more of like a character study in those in those people but listen Paul Schrader gets it when it comes to getting into the mental space of a lead yeah um we talked about card counter last week um Oscar Isaac man in that like you're just constantly wondering what's going on in this guy's head why like the yeah. motives like like how does what got him to this point um Light Sleeper which is one I have not seen yet but a William Defoe movie where you know there's some mixed reviews on it but overall like Mm -hmm. it's it's one of uh Schrader's
0: better ones this is definitely for me Light Sleeper yeah with a they're both three and a half stars for me yeah I and I'm not gonna change the rating for either they're different but I give this one a little bit more of an enjoyment edge than Light Sleeper um, but now it did make me want to rewatch Light Sleeper because they reminded each other a lot. They're kind of sleepy.
1: So the ending of Card Counter alone is like, it 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 was. I need to rewatch it because again, I watched it with Caitlin, and when I watch things with Caitlin, that otherwise, if I watched it by myself, I would absolutely love. She kind of can can contain it because she's overtly negative, just to like be a thorn in my
0: side sometimes, mm. just to like annoy me. Yeah, she posted this thing earlier. Oh, the about freaking, Lord of the Rings. Like, that's how I know the zodiac astrology is bullshit. Because yeah. Because <laughs> it says I'm Gimli. Well, it says I, I'm, if I'm not a Pippin, I'm a Mary. I'm a, Mar- a Mary. I'm a Mary. Which one's Dominique Monahaga? Oh, Mary. Pippin. I'm Mary. You Charlie? can't be a Mary. Charlie from Lost? Yeah. yeah that's, that's me. That's, how can you be that? You're not that Because guy. I'm
1: an Aquarius.
0: Yeah, but you're that? not. You are not Mary. I am too. You know, um, your personality, That's me.
1: I'm gonna have to look this up so that everyone is
0: is in on this. You are not like whimsically aloof. I can be aloof. I'm not like Go get Caitlin podcast. right now, and I want to see if she believes that you're a Mary. She's she's busy. She's she's too busy. Oh my gosh. I've never disagreed with you more than this moment. Aquarius. Kinda weird. You don't okay. want this smoke, despite looking like he's got nothing happening behind those eyes. Actually, wildly intelligent uh, emotions. <laughs> me, no, but still able to be empathetic. That is me in a nutshell. I would say four of the five.
1: I feel like <laughs> it does. It doesn't matter. Over overall, it does not matter. The point being, what were we saying?
0: What were we talking about? I don't know. I'm I'm reading all these now, trying <laughs> to find which ridiculous. one's more like you. <laughs>
1: This this post that my wife found is basically just uh breaking down your a your zodiac sign based off uh, Lord of the Ring characters. Uh, My wife
0: is you are uh, Aragorn.
1: No, I'm Aquarius.
0: Yeah, well, not in the you're a Virgo in terms of what this is. I'm I'm a Virgo though. Literally carrying everyone else. Zodiac sign. Literally carrying everyone else. Daddy, I don't know about that. Oh, Uh, I don't want. I (laughs) don't want to admit that you're a daddy (laughs) on here on the podcast. A lot chaotic. I'm not sure I believe that. I'm not. Perfect perfectionist who notices everything. Yeah, hard on himself. Oh, see, well, that was very insightful of you. Yeah,
1: and I am to daddy. I will be your.
0: Sexy Are you the daddy. goodest
1: boy? No. Uh. So point being, though, we were talking about the Master Gardener, uh, this most recent Paul Schrader film. Uh, I loved it, though. Um, I like we like we were saying. Paul Schrader knows how to do a character study all the way back to Taxi Driver. Um, I mean, kind of sucks you in in the trailer because we're led to believe uh, that Joel, er- Joel Egerton's character is uh, some kind of, you know, Nazi, just uh, mm-hmm. just total racist. You
0: know. You're know, you like waiting for the other shoe to drop
1: yeah, the whole yeah. time. Yeah, and... Um, and then he gives
0: me like this big just
1: listen there's some sexual chemistry in this that is hard to explain um like we said Sigourney Weaver's in this uh don't know how don't know what i how i feel about her little beam, um, baby and yeah i don't know how, how how i feel
0: um there was too many unexplored uh, things here the, are you me, sure? Yes. Is that, 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 no. feels like,
1: that feels like Paul Schrader in a nutshell.
0: I feel like I got more explained in Card Counter. I feel like I got more explained in Light Sleeper. I feel like I got more explained in uh, First Reformed. I feel like I got a lot more explained in a lot of other Paul Schrader films. Like Master Gardener, the reason it edges out some of those other films, because first, it's visually beautiful. Yeah. The performances oh, are all stellar. Yes. Uh, mm, that's about it. Everything else is fine. I, so, I thought the payoffs weren't there.
1: I like I like the idea. He he was this way in Card Counter too, where he kind of throws you into a world that is otherwise um, viewed as not having a whole lot of depth, Mm. like poker, like all that. Like the idea that you know these guys that otherwise spend all their time in in uh, casinos and bouncing around, like Mississippi grind, kind of did a really Mm. good job of that too, kind of explaining the the mindset of someone who basically addicted. No, it's um, uh, I don't know, but that's around as Reynolds Ben movie. Ben Mendelsohn and, as well, okay, which yeah, is yeah, okay. he's absolutely amazing in. Uh, you gotta watch Mississippi Grind okay. if you haven't yet.
0: I think I have a long time ago. I need to. It's like a re-watch. 2011 movie. I need gotta re-watch. rewatch. Um, but
1: um, yeah, but in this one, like the it's it's mainly folks focused, focused around um, Egerton's characters, like his his occupation which is, as. Which is a uh, horticulturist, dude is into flowers. Yep, and uh, you know he spends a whole lot of time monologuing, which kind of gives you that taxi driver. Dang, twenty fifteen.
0: Yeah, it's not as old as it's Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden. A twenty four,
1: a twenty four movie. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Okay, sorry.
0: Um,
1: but uh, the whole taxi driver feel of him like narrating all these different um things that have to deal with horticulture that also happened to do happened to deal with like his real life like the symbolism and all that and he kind of finds solace solace it good, in but it I thought it
0: was on the nose like may, <laughs> maybe purposely but like too much on the nose
1: yeah but but without getting to spoilers because this is this was released a, a month or two so, yeah well it's been it depends it's on where you live Uh this was like I enjoyed it enjoyed it a lot I don't know why it was a vibe. There was the whole scene where they're driving in the truck and like it becomes kind of abstract. Kind of feels like an acid trip. I don't know. It was interesting. I liked getting a little bit more backstory. It wasn't what I expected.
0: Definitely not what I was expected at all. And I, you know, I went in blind. I kind of wish I didn't. This is one of those movies I wish someone would have tempered my expectations on what it was. Not like spoiler wise. Yeah. So Joel Egerton is like a former white supremacist. Yeah. Uh, Like. No spoilers. No spoilers. uh, what 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 do they, what do you call him the Irishman? What do they call him? Um, I don't remember. It's been from Robert since De Niro's character was who I know, paints houses or whatever the painter. I don't know. A do you body a body. Uh, Have you seen the Irishman? Bagman. Well, yeah, that kind of character. Yeah, he's yeah. A bag man. So yeah, so he was like the enforcer, hitman for the white, you know, the Aryan mm-hmm. Brotherhood, basically. And that's like these every time he goes to sleep, which is just a handful of times in the film you know, he has like these dreams that are flashback memories. Yeah, he says that
1: he says one of the guys that he's talking to, the Reverend, I think is who, or maybe someone else. Yeah. I know you're about he he says, um, he says that they, they tend the weeds mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's just ironic that he becomes a horticulturist where, you yep. know, his whole life is based around. And whatever. he's in,
0: he's in WITSEC. Yeah. So that's the, that's sort of how this whole thing, whole thing centers around. So it builds this whole structure of who he is and what he's doing. And then there's no payoff. Like you, you get this whole no. What do you there's mean? No, there's, no payoff. there's no payoff. Love, love wins. She, it's too neat for what this film is, and compared to his other films, it's too neat. His whole life was a mess. The ending's too neat. Mm-hmm. They wrapped a bow on it. Like you're telling me that Quintessa Swindle, whatever Quintessa Swindle, yeah. <laughs> No. That's just, fine. Just cover your tattoos up. It's fine. Bone means. No, daddy. she said
1: they, she she told him he had to get rid of them.
0: I know. So I'm saying she like goes with this through I hate you because you're a white supremacist, two scenes later, hey, you know what, Daddy? Just get those covered up and I'll rock your world. And yeah. then the movie ends and it's fine and it's over. He's done. Yay. <sighs> what happened to Singori Weaver?
1: Uh, she's gonna die. I think we're led to believe that she has some kind of illness.
0: Yeah. And and she she's she's gonna pass. Um, and the one time you do get to see Joel Egerton kind of snap, incredibly anticlimactic. Felt like a yeah. The
1: the kneecap the kneecapping was was a little disappointed. I wanted
0: I wanted a little bit more. One five minute John Wick scene would have been yeah. good for me. But he, no, he yeah. That's that so you build this whole character up, this whole premise around him, and then he's just this little delicate flower to <sighs> put it on the nose there. Like, I don't know. I did not vibe with how this movie all played out. So Mm. it was beautiful to look at and all the performances were strong and I appreciate the direction of what the film was. Yeah. I just thought the story was lacking and I thought it was a little sloppy and anticlimactic.
1: I, I fall into the camp that I'm happy for Paul Schrader. You know, the man is like, have we seen him with a shirt off? 70 something years old. What do you mean Have we seen him with his shirt off?
0: You know, a lot of directors write from the heart. Oh, is he a racist or a former I, supremacist? I,
1: no, I I think it is a um. It is an op-ed on um, society that it is possible for people to change. You have to deal with their actions in the past, mm-hmm. but it is. Overall, up to that person whether they accept them or not.
0: The only good thing that I really carried over from this movie that I thought about later is because I watched Blackberry right yeah. after this. Is there's this joke in Blackberry. This one guy, uh, Howerton's card from his former business card, whatever, yep. had SS, like the two S's were capitalized for each part of the word. And Jay Brush was curious, like, your card literally says SS. And I got the joke that I probably wouldn't have got if I hadn't just watched Paul Schrader's film. SS is like the main thing for like the Nazi Reich yeah. so it's like a white supremacist thing i was like ah that's funny because I just watched the Master Gardener otherwise I probably wouldn't have put that why that's funny because I am not a racist so yeah. SS doesn't mean anything to me uh, unless you put uh, a U in good. front of it USS so okay like you know like USS Alabama sure. USS yeah, like yeah. putting on some of those ships Yeah. so um, yeah no Master Gardener was good not great three and a half stars which is my lowest uh, well tied for lowest Light Sleeper I think I've talked myself into Light Sleeper being better I'm gonna have to watch Last Super to have this conversation
1: because again, I've been I saying we're enjoyed- gonna
0: watch all these movies to have these conversations. Uh, I'm sorry, we're gonna that. live with Patton forever at this point. Yeah, it's just like a you just embrace it as your yeah. own. Uh, which it is time to embrace some things as our own, some facts, some hard facts, and that means it's time to go to the news. So the first news story is kind of one to touch on what we we're just talking about. So earlier, um, tr- the new Transformers movie for the whole three-day weekend uh, yeah it held a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes uh, I don't hundred, not, not not on their audience audience okay. rating hundred percent that's good for any movie yeah so that means it did something right I don't know what it's sitting at now I'm gonna look it up right now uh, trans nope that is not the best word to just type in as a search go for I would think so um Rotten Tomatoes. It's sitting at an 84% right now. So it dropped a little bit. But 84% for a new Transformers movie, is still pretty good audience score. So, you know, as a whole, but 100% for a few days, that's pretty good for any film. Yeah. So um, good for Transformers. That just means blockbusters, good films are back. So I'm happy about that. That's yeah. a win in my book. Are you going to go see it in theaters or are you just going to wait? Oh, I'll wait for sure. you going to watch it though?
1: Um, maybe yeah. I'll I'll watch it. I got a better chance of watching that than I do Fast Ten. Oh yeah, Fast I, X or I, I like Just everyone's on this Fast
0: Ten. You just need to watch the one. Just Google Jason Momoa Fast Ten, uh Spa Day with Dead People or something. I don't know what you'd put to get that clip, but it's great. Yeah. Check out this little few minute clip. It's great. Um, what's also great? I'm going to show you the picture of this. Tom Cruise's stunt doubles. That's all put in there with the looking eyes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you didn't know what that meant, correct? I I honestly thought it was photoshopped. This one? You seen it? Yeah, I thought it was photoshopped. I don't know, but the comment, the caption on top of mine, for the person who shared it, <laughs> <laughs> it says they definitely boned, you know? Uh, and it's got three... I was going to
1: say they were definitely made in a lab somewhere. Yeah,
0: they all three look different, obviously, but they all three look like Tom Cruise and each other. Yes, very And they're much. also very good looking... And, and they have
1: long hair is very weird and i
0: zoomed in super hard to make sure cuz normally with ai you can tell you can find the deformities or whatever yeah um i couldn't and nobody could guarantee could prove that it wasn't ai listen
1: man and, it, it's and AI someone said
0: get... now the the problem like you said photoshop people said at least two of those three guys are real tom cruise stunt doubles yeah but have they all three ever been together i don't know so i don't know huh. a, but it's just crazy cuz you think you never really think about stunt doubles but they're they're supposed to look like him a little bit but that's like uncanny.
1: Yeah, I I've, I've always thought Tom Cruise although he like he says he like champions he, that he does his own stunts. He is a great actor. Yeah. And I would say he is objectively good looking.
0: Oh, no, not objectively, he's a handsome fellow, oh, especially, especially early 60s. Like yeah. You um, get into like, yeah, you get into like a But he is but again,
1: he is kind of basic looking. There is nothing overtly unique
0: about him yeah, this guy this he? guy golfs at your country club yeah it, you know what i mean exactly yes he's just a sleaze he's got loafers he's got you know not tom cruise like the guy at your country club is a sleeve yes yeah. and tom cruise the reason he looks like this at 60 whatever years old because he's scientology adrenochrome the, yeah it's the fear glands from the little children that he kills and then drinks their gland their gland juice yeah whatever that is um, of the Scientology,
1: I'm, I'm like convinced he's had uh jaw implants you think so? Yeah, like like well
0: you must have got him young cuz he's had like the same jaw's forever.
1: Well, again, I think it's like I think he's had like botox. Mm-hmm. To well, his sure jaws.
0: botox for sure.
1: No, to his jaw's though. His oh. jaw
0: muscles are How does that how does botox even work? I, it's just I it's could, just gel. I can face, like face gel. The only the only context for uh Blow... <laughs> blo- Blotox. Uh Botox I have is from Christmas with the Cranks when Tim Allen gets his done and he goes to meet Jamie Lee Curtis for dinner. That's terrifying. He's trying to eat the, the oranges. But uh, yeah, no, it's just, uh, if you haven't seen the picture, just type in Tom Cruise stunt doubles together or something new. You'll, uh-huh. you'll be like, wow, that's, that's crazy. That's not really a news story, just I thought it was interesting, uh, mainly for just me and JP because it's kind of picture dependent. Well, it's not picture dependent and this is more so a story for you because you are a big Oceans fan. The Oceans 11 prequel film Found its two leads, yep, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. So the casting director was a little concerned, actually, about casting them together after the Barbie news. But then once she saw the film, t- oh no, they got it. it. Chemistry's there, they got it. So, what you're you're the Oceans guy? How does this make you feel? Are you good with the Margot Robbie Ryan Gosling led Oceans? Um, I
1: mean, I don't. I'm, I mean, I do enjoy the Oceans movies. Um, I'm not like big cinehead. Like just like. Because, I mean, the Oceans movies were based off these classics that were Are they really? in the 60s. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Danny Ocean's been around for a while. I didn't know. I thought George um, Clooney was Danny Ocean. No, and this is basically kind of like a recreate. Um, so it was going to be Danny Ocean. I, I don't... Well, it's not going to be Danny Ocean, I think. I think it will be... Frank Ocean. Some type of story like mm, that. Okay. Um, Some kind of prequel. Cool. Um, listen, I don't know. Someone like a Dawson... We probably know more because I've seen him posting a
0: lot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because he just has Mario Robbie fever and Brian Gosling. He uh, loves them both very much. That's that's understandable. Deerly. Understandable. I could call him.
1: Um. No, we don't need to. Yeah, do that was it's not on. not for
0: this. Not for the story.
1: Um. But I'm excited. I mean, they they got the chemistry. They wouldn't uh pull the trigger unless uh there was something there. Um, I'm interested. I'm for- interested on who's directing.
0: Uh <sighs> I saw that, but. I should have taken a picture of it. I need to show you a picture. We need to get these shirts for when we go see um, Oppenheimer. Barbenheimer. It's a split shirt. They're, they're I'm real. A, I'm going a to not do that. I think I'm going to need it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So do you want more Oceans films? Absolutely. Didn't, yeah. we get, didn't we get a bad... I don't mean this in a sense. Oceans such, 8. Like, didn't we get... The, Oceans
1: yeah. 8. Yeah. I mean, it's just a which is it's a crazy grab, yeah it's crazy to think because you've got um shoot um
0: you had sandra bullock yeah you had that's how bad kate it blanchett. was yeah kate blanchett um, i saw it and i can't even remember it
1: we also had aquafina
0: she wasn't terrible in it oh, i just have I just, terrible i'm too i'm too hot off the hills off the little mermaid movie yeah um and got old was so bad um what also is bad is apparently the crowded room with Tom Holland is not doing so well. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, Critic scores dumped all over. Audience scores are also not so hot. Um, and coming off the heels of that bad press, Tom Holland is taking a year off from acting. He announced last week. I, I'm i disappointed
1: because I was... Really I'm still going to
0: watch it because I've seen some people swear by IMDb's it being good. IMDB's
1: got it like at seven seven stars, which is That's decent. high for them, yeah. Yeah, that's decent. Um... I'll be honest, outside of outside of Spider Man, I have not seen anything that like was like I
0: was super sold on Tom Holland. No, you had Cherry. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad. It was fine. I had cr- I credit that to the Russo Brothers though. In a good way or a bad way? Bad way. Yeah. You had um one I liked, but nobody else did with Daisy Ridley.
1: Um, oh yes, I know what you're talking about. It's like a it's a sci fi action thriller. What is it freaking called? I don't know. I could I could look it up
0: though. I liked it. Okay. But it wasn't great. Uh, and then you had Uncharted, which I liked it, but it wasn't great. Then you had The Devil You Know or whatever it's called I'd mentioned earlier, yeah. uh, or The Devil All the Time I think is actually what's called. Um, it was great, or was fine. Wasn't great.
1: I think it was Chaos Walking. Chaos with Daisy Walking. Ridley. That's it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um. That's and so outside of Spider Man, yeah. Tom Holland is in a bunch of what I would say mediocre pictures and I don't mean this as a slight to Tom Holland because anytime I I, like I disparage somebody's acting I need to preface the fact that I don't act so I'm sure all of it's better than I could do Yeah, Um, but I I would consider a lot of his acting also marginally mediocre as well in some ways except for Spider-Man he's just phenomenal in Spider-Man he knows the emotional beats he's like not Oscar worthy he's not what I mean but compared to some of his other stuff though it's like wow it's compelling for yeah it's compelling for what it is yeah. yeah um and then you get these other films and it's just like, oh, wow. Well, these are not near as good. I was I was honestly, though, looking
1: more forward to Amanda Seaford's performance. On a, she's on a streak right now. Yeah. Um,
0: so, um, I'm still going to watch it. This this looks like something I'll enjoy. And yeah. I think I, from what I've seen from Tom Holland, I thought this was going to be the one to change my mind. But... I, I mean, to me, it's it's Apple Plus.
1: Maybe you're on a good TV streak Plus right
0: now. Hey, the Foundation. Coming, um, coming out soon. Yeah. There's Can't a lot I'm of life stuff
1: life. coming. Uh,
0: Apple TV Plus. The only um, problem is here in about a year we're going to be really... Scrounger for content because of this rider strike. Yeah, so I've
1: been I've been telling you, man.
0: But anyway, what do you think about? Uh, do you think this is a publicity stunt, or you think he's really going to take a year off from breaking um, or from acting?
1: I think it's going to be. He'll, I think he'll take a break till he sees that Spider Man checks. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Because it'll happen.
0: Yep. Um, no, there's no speaking of transition for this. Uh, but a couple of weeks ago you were talking yeah. about how you wish you were ready for Michael Sierra to enter into his dad acting yep. role or whatever. Yeah, it was time for a, his renaissance of acting. It was adulting. Yes. That we, saw, yep. we talked about the trailer um, for Well, Wes Anderson is about to start rolling on his um, 13th film and the lead is Michael Sierra. So your wish, I mean, what more of a dad Dude. transition than starring in, in your comeback? You do like this A24-esque rom-com coming up or just like coming of age comedy with the one adulting or whatever. Greta Gerwig's. Yeah, and he's in Greta Gerwig's Barwig, uh, Garwig, Barbie. <laughs> and now, he's starring in a Wes Anderson film. If this isn't an adulting 101, I don't know what is. There you go. Yeah. So, this is super exciting. Plus, IGN released their Asteroid City review today. 9 out of 10. So that's the best Wes Anderson film today. Wow. Yeah. Super excited. Ugh. Two or three more weeks then we can go see yeah. that at Maiden. Yeah. Um, I'm which I'm going to be honest, I can't wait to Maiden though. It was going to open at Cinemark a week before. No, I can wait till Maiden. I will do I will do that. Thursday nights are my nights. I go see whatever I need to see oh, on Thursdays. As, as I've said many times,
1: Thursday nights are...
0: I know that. But I, sometimes if it's good, I'll go see it a second.
1: Uh, so this movie though that we are talking about is uh, Which one? The wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Yep. Uh, it chronicles the variety of stories uh, but the main one follows Henry Sugar who is able is that to Michael see Michael though? to see through and predict the future and help the book he stole.
0: This just that synopsis though if I didn't know Michael Cera was attached to it No. I didn't think he no, was the lead. No this league. is a
1: different one. What the heck? Yeah. This one has Rupert Friend Who's? Ralph Phineas Benedict Cumberbatch Ben Kingsley Dave Patel.
0: Benedict Cumberbatch is Henry Sugar. I knew when you said Henry Sugar, yeah. I was like that's not who's that playing would, Henry that, Sugar. That's the next movie that's yeah, coming so out. So the next one starring Freaking Michael zero Yeah, because Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Henry Sugar. I knew that. Because I remember thinking, oh my gosh, Benedict Cumberbatch in a Wes Anderson film. That's gonna be Sign beautiful. Sign me up and he's the lead. Yeah. Did you ever see The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne? No. Or Lewis Wayne's. So that's a fun little artsy, artsy comedy kind of thing based yeah. on um the artist Lewis Wayne. And fun fact you watched the white Lotus season two. Yep. Um, Ethan, the, yeah. he wrote and directed the film. Okay. So he's a more of a behind the camera guy. Yeah, one. definitely. So yeah. You can kind of tell, but anyway, uh, yeah. So the next, we still got another Wes Anderson film to come and then the next one will be Michael Searer's lead. So did you
1: ever realize that Ethan was British?
0: Is he? Yeah. His life? accent.
1: Yeah. They do those like after the episode little interviews and I never they did those. one with him and uh, Aubrey Plaza and he's like speaking British It's huh. if whatever that's an actual language but yeah. had the accent yeah. I'm was, I was very thrown <laughs> no, off. I didn't
0: know that. Yeah well awesome. Um, but yeah I'm super excited for the Wes Anderson stuff um, and he's starting to get a lot of mainstream credit now too not just indie so I'm okay with that. Yeah. It give me the it gives him more of a budget more of an audience so I'm good with that. Um <laughs> Are you making a face about this next one? Yes. Why? why? I need to prove these. This was a big story. I don't know why. I I don't don't come up with these news, but actress Eva Mendez claims that she is, this is the quotes, so hairy that she has to shave her face every other day. Not shave her coochie, (laughs) not shave her a-hole, not shave anything else, her legs. It's her face.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I'm not saying I don't, I could care less if, if I knew that. I'm not saying I could care less if I knew that. I'm saying I could care less if that was a story or not. Like that was just like, who's making stories out of this? It was a slow news week.
0: <sighs> even guess that's, that's to shave her face. I guess yeah. that's good. I save some of the heavier hitters oh, oh, for the bottom. Um, I don't even have to shave my face every other day. I, I try not to.
1: Yeah, I got very sensitive skin. Do you really? Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, get acting
1: stuff. I could probably count on both hands how many times I've actually you shaved in my chest.
0: life.
1: I mean, yeah, but not that hairy. I'm not. A, I'm just, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of hair, bro. Yeah, bro. As he flashes his chest at me.
0: Yeah. At uh, least you weren't on the early mostly focused days when I used to take my shirt off if it got real hot. <laughs> See, Burt <laughs> Kaisner has been taking a shirt off. I was taking it off first. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Uh,
1: let's just move on because even Mendez, you know,
0: uh, there was a news story around her stunt double of the day. I can't remember, or maybe a few weeks where ago. Who's she been in recently? I don't know. I always think of her, I know she'd probably hate this, that the movie I associated Eva Mendez with is The Other Guys, where she plays Will Ferrell's wife. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, that. No, she, her, she was in the news the other day because whatever movie, one of her stunt, her stunt double or whatever, yeah. slept with the two lead males of the film over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, though. I meant to add it to the news one week, but I forgot. Uh, but anyway, next news story, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new film coming out from Sony um, Animation Studios, which brings you into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse, all that stuff. Um, the reactions to the early screens are overwhelmingly positive, thinking it'll have the same sort of impact as the Spider-Verse movies. So okay. my question about that is, that's no surprise, because that animation style is super neat. But are I'm... St- I'll ask you the same question. I am starting to get a slight bit worried that we're going to get oversaturated with this animation style now. Like it's it uh, works right now because there's right. not much to do. But now we've had we have the two Spider-Man movies and the third coming. Yeah. And we have Mitchell's versus the machines. We have Puss in Boots, The Last Witch. We're getting the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Yeah. This is their answer to Disney, and it's working. But at what point is the novelty going to wear off? Um, the moment something better comes out, well, and that, I, I think I that is Spider Verse. That one specifically, its credit they they capitalized on what the animation style was from the first one and then dialed the notch to ten. Like so, so they keep doing that, sure. Yeah, and like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle trailers, it's a little different. You know, it's a different look style of animation. So I just hope they don't pigeonhole themselves into that because eventually that will lose its novelty. Yeah, you know, Pixar is Pixar. They're Tried and true classic, you know what you're getting. Everybody loves it. It's a familiar, nostalgic kind of thing. You just, yeah, you know it, and you love it. This one is still new. It's cutting its teeth. I just hope they don't kind of run it into the ground and keep reinventing it in kind of some different ways to make it fresh. But
1: yeah, I
0: I, I enjoy this style because I think it gives way to creatives that would
1: otherwise not have an opportunity in a world that, um, with the Disney's and Pixar's, to so where it's it's very two-dimensional in a lot mm-hmm. of ways um yeah I, I think it it gives variance and you kind of need that per, that other perspective mm-hmm. um and it's you know it's been coming out here and there of of all the different creators that kind of got to contribute to this movie yeah. which i think is great and i think you'll see
0: you know you a lot Disney going lover- forward. Experiment with this because I, well, so. I see The Last Wish yeah. that's coming out next year or this I'm year. S- yeah, I haven't seen anything or about wish. it. Just Wish. That's, that's okay. that the Last Wish. It's it's going back to that 2D animation like Princess and the Frog, that hand-drawn one yep. but with some splashes of other types of animation. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if I really want them to go down the Sony animation route. I kind of want them to do their own thing, their own answer to that, I guess. Yeah. But I am glad to see I missed Disney's hand-drawn. Like I, I love Princess and the Frog when it released. It was a nice, not throwback, but I thought it was Totally. Somehow seem more original than some other stuff. So, oh, Disney does look at some real competition now between Illumination, Sony, like, because you got Super Mario Brothers, the Minions. They, uh, this isn't a news story, but I'm going to add it in right now. Uh, Netflix is in talks, or not Netflix, Illumination is in talks to adapt Zelda. I don't know how I feel about that. Actually, I think it's passed in talks. I think they signed. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about this. People are really excited, and then one of my kind of funny guys, like, y'all think this is super great until they make Link say something incredibly stupid, some oh, joke. Oh, yeah, no, because Illumination would be the ones to do it.
1: Yeah, they, they, they,
0: they, yeah, I, I could see that. Dawson gave Super Mario Brothers using his tough three stars. Yeah, that means pretty good. Yeah. I gave it four, and I think I gave s-
1: it three, three and a half, maybe. Yeah,
0: it's good. And like, if they do a Zelda. I'm sure to look gorgeous and I would love it if they did breath of the wild shading, like give it, give me a breath of the wild. film. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Anyway, that's just a side tangent there. Um, Michael Shannon in the same way you probably wouldn't feel satisfied if illuminations did breath, uh, Zelda. Yeah. Michael Shannon did not feel satisfied. His words playing Zod in the Flash movie. I,
1: I, think, I think this tells us everything we need, need to know about
0: Flash. Yep. His exact words after that were saying it felt like a bunch of people playing with action figures on screen. Yeah, that's disappointing. It is. That means basically the Flash is going to be fan service 101. Uh, uh, I hope
1: it is tying up loose ends to some degree or otherwise not tying up loose ends but just like cutting the cord in a lot of ways.
0: The good news is James Gunn, if this does well, because I think the goal of this is to kind of reboot this movie to kind of reboot everything. But the good news is if it gets a terrible reception and or Ezra Miller goes and murders and rapes a bunch of people or something, James Gunn can just be like, you know what? That was part of the old regime. We're not carrying that on. Yeah. Whole new thing. So it's not going to. In a lot of ways, this movie is only a positive for James Gunn in the new uh, wave of DC. Cause no matter how they slice it, they're going to come out on top. Yep. So, uh, good for them. Uh, I but yeah, agree. Michael Shannon, I, you know, he, he said in man of steel, he actually had something to work with. There was a reason why behind the things he said that just didn't yeah. exist in this one. Um, and Michael Shannon, his movie just released his first directorial debut debut with Judy Greer. Yeah. Um, got really good reviews. So excited to see that. Yeah. Anyway, uh speaking of superhero stars um that didn't like their lot in life, uh Tina Cureta, who plays uh Namor, or not Namor, um what's Marvel's Namor? No, it is Namor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Aquaman, yeah. I said, who plays Namor in Black Panther, uh, has been accused of sexual assault. Oh. In uh Spain or something like that, of a okay. prominent journalist. On top of that. Okay. Uh, it took yes. two days, but his team has come out and at, adamantly denied completely untrue and fabricated and they will be pushing back on this. Okay. So this now
1: this now puts him and Jonathan Majors two of
0: their building blocks for this next direction. As if
1: the animation was not or the CGI was not enough to be the demise of Marvel.
0: Yeah. um, Sitting good. Yeah, because they really had. I know they signed him to a multi-picture deal, much like Jonathan Majors. And he was he was great. He was one of the best. I mean, Black Panther. Wakanda Forever was great in general, but he was a huge addition to why it was so good. Um, and really the potential to see him interact with some of these other characters is Uh amazing. So, uh, you know, obviously, I hope that this is not true. Um, but if it is true, I hope that he, you know, gets what he deserves. You know what I mean? so Um bummer all around regardless a lot of bad press around the mcu right now um you know what doesn't have bad press though (laughs) dodgeball two. people have been asking for it for 20 years yeah we're getting it it's happening and apparently people around the project and the script and the studios and the early stuff like that are super excited chuck norris even wants to come back and reprise his role
1: I that doesn't. I, say, I don't remember Chuck Norris and dodgeball. I know, but it's I don't not, remember. Yeah, him. it's
0: not. A, it's not a big part. More of a cameo thing. Well, yeah. a little bit more in a cameo, glorified cameo.
1: Well, but again, the fact that, that just he's such show. a minor
0: role and he's already got excitement around this yeah. means that like they know they have something good here. So I'm excited. I love the first dodgeball. So pump pump this into my veins. Um, this gets me even more excited. If Chuck Norris wants back, we should all want in. So Chuck Norris me. is 84 years old. Yeah, and he wants to go play dodgeball.
1: 80 freaking four years old yeah that's
0: wild to me man maybe that's why he didn't do The Expendables it was either Dodgeball 2 or The Expendables 4 and he decided to yeah. do The Expendables or uh, Dodgeball 2 crazy uh, second to last news story here um, the Flintstones is getting yeah. a reboot from the folks the directors who did the Super Mario Brothers movie it, um, it doesn't say it was animated it doesn't say it was live action but I'm gonna assume since it's from the guys who just did Super Mario Brothers movie yeah it's let gonna it be, be an animated an,
1: yeah, let it be animated and, do,
0: and that's fun. do the jet do the jetsons next i agree cartoon network is rich for that stuff give me Absolutely. space ghost a pg-13 or r-rated space ghost give me um all those I just had a tip of my tongue a uh, dexter's laboratory reboot would be fantastic Ed, Ed yeah Eddie. like that that has like trailer boy trailer park those boys are TV too. series though
1: so is the flintstone so is the jetson so is space no, ghost flintstones was a movie Flintstones was a movie.
0: It was a TV series first.
1: I know, but they did a movie of it.
0: What, the Jetsons?
1: Did they do a live-action Jetsons at no. some point? I'm going
0: to look this up. But they had the Flintstones meet the Jetsons, and I lived for that episode when I was a kid. had it recorded on VHS. You to watch it over and over and over again. It was great times. Um, okay, there wasn't. No, I didn't think so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, this is exciting for me. That's, like, that's the kind of IP I want to see them reinvest in. Because that's stuff that people aren't on the forefront of people's mind. It doesn't feel super.
1: And they will. Because you know why? It's this reason. Like us. Us. You know. Coming to age like adults now.
0: And the people who are directing these films are also. Yes. It
1: is. It is an untapped well. And so we will see this. You know. We'll see a rebirth to some extent of this stuff. Because again. It's something that probably hasn't
0: been done before. The last Flintstones yeah, yeah. thing we had was John Goodman. So yeah. And uh, Rick yeah. Moranis. Yeah. So yeah. Count me out on that one. That was not a good movie. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, I love the Flintstones and stuff growing up. So I think a good animated retelling of this from a good studio would do, do it justice. Last story. And I mean, JP were talking about this earlier. Barbarian. We've talked about it multiple times in the podcast. Um, one of the better horror slash thriller films I've seen in recent years from Zach Kreger. Yeah. Nine and a half months ago, it released in theaters. Yeah. Normally you get a movie, what, four or five months after it's been in theaters, give or take? Sure. Nine months, you've definitely had it out by now. Well, it got pointed out on Twitter earlier and it said there's still no release of Barbarian. It's not even slated to be released. No major Blu ray press or anybody has it slated to release. So that took me to three or four of the different links, And basically, uh, there's been multiple movies that Disney, since they bought Fox and Searchlight and all that stuff, haven't released on physical media. Uh, it either goes to Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever. Um, they're not releasing physical media of it in a major Disney tentpole, like a yeah. classic Disney thing, which has people concerned because just recently, well, it should have been a news story for this week. So I guess I'm Trojan horsing it in here. The French Connection, all-time classic film, uh, well, super high-rated, regarded film from an older film, um, has been censored on Disney Plus. They've changed, it took a couple scenes out, and uh, changed the wording or whatever around it. Uh, censorship is bad. Censorship fundamentally is bad. Yeah, even as well as your intentions may be. Uh, so the fact that this is you know, what people are saying is a trend now for Disney. I'm a Disney apologist. We all know this. I love Disney. Yeah. I do not want to see them stop releasing physical media and have to rely solely on digital because, not just Disney, but specifically in this case, Disney, I don't want my stuff to be changed if it doesn't suit their, whatever the flavor of the yeah. week is in terms of a political agenda or atmosphere, you know? This yeah. is a concerning trend. Um, And hey, Bagheera? Hi, friend. She saw me look at her. Yeah, she, she trying immediately. Yeah, um, I scare her what's your take on censorship um, in a, as a nutshell and then this story in a nutshell because I would have bought this one yeah i I love this film in a nutshell um
1: censorship is concerning um because I think overall like the actions and, and words the things that people say regardless of their intent are a glimpse as far as like who that person is. Mm-hmm. Regardless if they truly mean it or not, I think, um, and I think, I think overall, it's it's up to others to kind of make this make their decision as far as how they view that and hear it, uh, receive it. Um, it's no one else's. It should not be anyone else's choice as to whether someone is able to hear something or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's also up to each and every one of us to call things out when we see it. Yep. But again, that does not give us the right to snuff anything out.
0: Correct. Um, yeah, just, I, I mean, you, you, you know, there's I'm, a difference I'm,
1: between yeah. accountability and whatever, how I view censorship. A, yeah. a, censorship is not accountability. No. I guess is the best way to put Agreed. it. Yep. I, um, and yeah. uh, let me say, I've not seen the the French Connection.
0: I've seen it. I don't, yeah, know, what they, I, I don't know what I don't know. I have they not seen though.
1: it. I don't know what the scenes are. I don't even like like you know Disney Plus now, like like the Peter Pan like Peter yep. Pan, they all those movies like that, they they will give a warning beforehand, which I don't even hate. Like I, listen, That's fine, but to take I it don't out is something ish, entirely it's different. Exactly, exactly.
0: And like, they just randomly, like, I'm using, we're carpet on Disney here, but Disney took off like a hundred titles off Disney Plus, gone forever. Can't get them anywhere else now because they yeah. haven't released
1: Well, it. I think part of that is because with the whole Disney Plus formula, um, it is overall, like, it has gone away with the vault. Yeah. um, Which is, basically just regulating all these different movies Mm -hmm. and stuff out to to create a supply and demand Mm -hmm. like feel to it um like i remember growing up the um the excitement of finding out that
0: Peter you know, Pan diamond yeah, edition out of the yeah, vault, I had the diamond edition, out. the vault yeah, edition. I mean, it's exactly. great. I, that was great, but they don't they don't do that. They don't do that kind of hype yeah. stuff around anything anymore. Now they just willy nilly just take stuff off if it. Doesn't suit their fancy. And I'm sure other places do it too. But my my biggest concern is they bought Fox, knowing yeah. they're getting more mature themes like the French Connection, that kind of stuff. Barbarian. Well, if you don't like it, why'd you buy it? Like like again, I don't I don't
1: think they're doing it. I don't think they're holding back because. Oh, this doesn't fit our moral compass. I think they're doing it because A, they know what they have. Then what are they doing? And with B, they don't know what to do with it because they know they they don't want to squander it. I to me, again, this this comes back to the age of streaming, like the um the fallout of basically cutting, cutting, you know, the cord mm-hmm. of uh, cable and everything, which I love cable growing up like mm-hmm. that was Same. a, big, well, I a grew big up on thing. A dish. Yeah, yeah.
0: But, network for you know, part. a
1: TiVo and all that stuff yeah. of of recording. The the fallout of doing away with all these things and the overall numbing, it's it's numbing to us, but mm-hmm. it's damaging to these corporations that This, was, this could have been our topic
0: or two for Listen,
1: man. <laughs> we can talk about this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think overall, man, these these companies don't know how to handle the age of streaming the pandemic was a huge catalyst to this stuff yeah. but overall there was no sure-sided like future
0: in all of this and i
1: think what will happen i would now i would
0: consolidating hulu and disney yes yeah, and
1: i would be interested to see you know when violet's you know 10 or 11 you know 10 years from now whenever mm-hmm. she's getting into a lot of you know a lot of the 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 stories and characters oh no it. no 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 but like the stories and characters that she's growing up with <laughs> yeah i would be i would be curious to know if she's going to be consuming them in a way that we were familiar with well i still love physical
0: media so inside well, as long but, as there's physical but again media, like i
1: i think i think a lot of streaming and all this stuff will go into packaging like bundling all oh, yeah. this all this stuff up you're which we're seeing,
0: it. seeing you're seeing yeah, it and you're seeing it in the gaming but, industry too like consolidation's like, happening
1: yeah hbo uh, max like their max if yeah
0: People want to stand in the way of it. And I get that consolidation ultimately is bad for consumers. Yeah. Oh, I agree. But it's going to happen. So standing in the way of it's pointless. My hope for Disney and censorship as a whole, stuff like that. If Disney, if they have all these more mature properties, they need to have like them consolidating Hulu and, you know, Disney plus they need to have like, you know how, like you have a kid's tab, you click to, yeah. they need to have something for adult. And you have to verify your age or something. you are going to go in there. Fine. Then yeah. if you're not going to release them on physical, that's where you put your barbarians and, your French Connection. That way, you can get like you have to be eighteen or older to get into it. Sure, or seventeen. Like what hell do you have to be to go see a rated R movie? Yeah, seventeen. Boom. There you have it. People are gonna lie to get in there. Sure, I don't care, but they gotta do something because like I love Barbarian. I think it is on VOD. I'm sure, but yeah, like I want to own it physical. I don't know. Bums me out a little bit, and it's concerning. After coming yeah. on, coming off the hills of the French Connection, then people are pointing out like, hey, by the way, there's been other search like titles, and this specifically Barbarian has been nine and a half months. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, don't have it. that's so, a good point. Anyway, um, that's our last news story. That's a downer, man. Wait in on yeah, a way downer to end on a bummer. Uh, <laughs> you know what's not a downer though, Mama
1: Fargo. Or Fargo Is Baba, Baba, Mama. I think it's Mama. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, Fargo. Um, we'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, great! I give it four stars. No, it's a half star bump from where I had it. I had it at three and a half. Give me that. You haven't logged it. I, I ended up blocking it. Okay. Um, and I, you know, a little spoiler for next week. I thought we were supposed to watch three movies. And we, we were, we, we, were, were supposed to. we
1: were, but I, I was busy. And so I, I watched get, three.
0: Yeah. It's technically two and a half because, uh-oh, Abby just texted me. I'm going to puke all caps. 19, oh boy. I'm going to puke all caps. Me, me, but I'm saying that now. The 1975's <laughs> coming to Bridgestone. <laughs> Those tickets are gonna be stupid expensive. Yeah,
1: right? I had a friend that that saw them at the marathon last music year. Yeah. Know, it was like
0: eighty bucks a ticket.
1: No, it was it was a lot. It was a lot for those years. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that'll be great.
0: <laughs> I, I've grown to like the guy, Maddie Healy. Yeah, but I don't love the music, so I love the music. It's not for me. It's too too uh, elevator for me. <laughs> But anyway, Knucklepuck does a
1: cover of uh, Chocolate. Are you serious? Pretty decent, yeah. Oh,
0: Abby probably doesn't know that. She loved that. Oh, she dude. loves Knucklepuck.
1: Pop Goes Punk, Volume Six, I think. Oh yeah, Chocolate.
0: Wow, Okay, mm. yeah. their drummer's nasty. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's been on your uh, take. What she? What are we up now? This is thirty-seven. This yeah. is your 37th, technically 38th. This is take 37, 38th episode of Mostly <laughs> Film. Uh, if you like what you've been listening to today, you've enjoyed yeah. our our words that are coming of our mouth, our news, our trailer roundups, our, what we've been watching. I know you have. I know you've had a good time because I've had a good time. Subscribe. Like us. Rate us. Leave us reviews. Yeah. If you think, Jay, you, you know, he may not have a picture. Someday we need to do like a little who we are introductory kind of thing We don't need to do that yeah we do we need to do that but anyway if you think JP's a daddy because we talked about that (laughs) let us know if you don't let us know yeah if you want to sit in his lap on Christmas let us know I'm not Santa (laughs) (laughs) anyway you can find us where you listen to us at uh, you know Spotify Apple Music Apple Google Podcasts we're everywhere Uh, yeah we're We're everywhere everywhere. I I think we're on like 12 different yeah so go ahead and leave us reviews wherever you are subscribe to us we're here for you We're here to make you feel better. (laughs) We're here to make you just be totally better people. So uh, maybe that's not the catch line. You make us better people. No, we probably make you better people too. Yeah. All the above. Anyway, this has been another episode of mostly film. Uh, We'll be back uh, in a couple days with your in review. Uh, We'll be breaking down Fargo and the lady killers. And we're also going to be discussing um, how important a muse is to a director. Yeah. Kind of what the impacts it is. And are there any pros and cons? Totally. Uh, You know, We'll we'll kind of go do a deep dive into that on our next episode. So until then, uh, ta-ta, farewell. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan Recorder, joined by my beautiful co-host, J.P. Paton. We'll see you next time. See you guys. (laughs)